Hi, I'm Shay, and this is the Artsy Rambles podcast, the podcast where we talk anything artsy and we discover the world of creativity together. Hi everyone, and welcome to the first ever podcast episode of Artsy Rambles. Before we start, make sure you click that subscribe button so you can be notified every time a new episode goes live. And that's on every start of the week, aka Monday, so make sure you click it. For today's episode, we're gonna have a chit chat on a brief art history. Just an overview so we can get into more details in the upcoming episodes. So let's jump right in. Well, the first form of art was shown in the prehistoric period, the period before recorded history, as known as the Upper Paleolithic Age, in that era where the cave drawings and the carvings of women really popped up. The drawings were mostly of animals they used to hunt, since hunting was their source of living. It provided them with food and such. It was a method of them to resemble the men's hunt for food. They would plan out how the hunt would go, focusing on the details of the animals they were going to hunt. Also, these drawings were more focused on the animals other than the human beings, since they were resembled more sick figures. Then, the Neolithic era began, or more, the New Stone Age. It's the period where human beings emerged from caves to become permanent farmers. After this period, and then, they emerged to create the great stones with different shapes and forms. The next period we'll talk about is the period where the Kunha form style was invented and other forms of art were born, such as the statues that were often carved with hands crossed and eyes wide open. They were used for worship. Just after the first law was invented, Hammurabi's written law code, which was the first form that took advantage with the written of the written style I talked about earlier. It was also the first time a law was written for a group of civilization by the sixth Babylonian king Hammurabi, which believed it would accomplish justice very easily. He believed in the phrase, an eye for an eye, which basically resembles that if you commit an act against the law, the same thing will be dealt to you. For example, if you murder someone's wife, the same thing will be happening to your wife. This was also the first time taxes were a thing. The king believed that it would help fund the projects he was willing to bring to life. But the king died and the bureaucracy was expanded and everything went downhill so that his successors became figureheads and so now we move to the next civilization, the Egypt, that improved in the already existing Mesopotamian art and made it even more realistic and the Kunha writing form was improved to the hieroglyphics, which was used to form the basis for keeping records in communications, and also the appearance of the Book of the Dead, which became the most essential piece of parchment in Egyptian culture. It's now time for us to move to the next period, which is the Age of Idealism, which resembles the rise of the Greek and Roman sculpture. It was based on the evolution of realism to the perfection, or idealism, and from this came the the polyclide, sorry, osospear bearer, which his form resembles the perfect human body, the city standard for men. 
they were focused to be very strong and powerful to defend their civilizations, they also needed to be calm and ready for battle to protect the homes and families. Next thing is the Parthenon. This building stood as a symbol of democracy and a victory against the Persian army to show how powerful they were. The women's role in this period was to stay indoors and take care and protect the children, so to really solidify that, the spirit bearer female sculpture was similar to the men, yet her body was exaggerated in ways, since she was curved with an hourglass shape and with big breasts. On this note, we will move to the next point, which is the Roman Empire. They were known to be perfectionist people and searched for the best method to build architecture and art, and their first work was the Archiducts by Roman politician Appius Claudius Cacus, which led to the invention of the Ark. They were successful in holding the Archiducts up for thousands of years. They allowed cities to live closer to one another. And from megacities, that's when Rome's own spearbearer Augustus of Prima Porta was sculptured. It was the portraits of Rome's first imperial, Augustus Caesar. This work of art broke the Greek idea of the perfect man's body. He was dressed. The Romans tried to be more conservative and realistic. Because, let's be real, who would prefer to see the naked body of his leader? The next form of art at this period was the Great Roman Colosseum, which was used more for glory and military entertainment. And finally, before we move on, there is the Pantheon built by the Apollodorus of Damascus. This place was meant for the worshipping space for the gods, as well as the symbol of separation between church and state. The next period we're going to talk about is the medieval times and the Middle Age era. In this time, the Roman church was becoming more dominant, so all the next forms and works of art were done in their chapels and basilicas to to represent the early Gothic style. The Gothic churches were more dramatic than the Romanesque ones. The role of this Gothic style was to make people fear God. Similarly, art served to beautify Buddhism in the East, which was consistent of statues depicting him in a state of calm in order to allude to people of the harmonious teaching of Buddhism. Then, by the seventh history and the birth of Islam, it was ruling that the creating of art was forbidden for followers of the religion, which was totally wrong, since it gave birth to beautiful forms of art known as the calligraphy and geometric art, and elaborate patterns leading to the creation of some mesmerizing works of art shown mostly in the architecture of the Eastern world. Speaking of which, art had also a major role in the evolution of China's culture since art took form in silk embroidery, ink art, and carvings. As well as we also can say that through this period, art has grew to become part of many cultures and religions as societies has developed, which leads us to Europe and the end of the 15th century where the Renaissance stirs into being 
where art had manifested itself in developing technologies in tandem with mathematics such as medicine, architectures, and many other fields. As you noticed, this is the era where it shows the exponential progress made in the aforementioned fields. To be an artist during this period, it requires a great understanding and utilizing perspective and form, as a post-piece of previous eras which, last, which lead to what we know nowadays as the general element of design. The next part we're going to talk about is the ideology of humanism, which was refined during the Renaissance itself, where art developed during this period to more of an industry, with institutions teaching the field popping up all the way around Europe. At this era, there wasn't such a thing as an artist, but more a specialist in a specific field, for example, sculpture, portraiture, anatomist, etc. Some of the popular names of this period are Leonardo da Vinci, Albert Dürer, and a lot more. The next era is the Baroque era, where many forms of art were used in the religious field. In the neoclassical era, art saw its use as a political tool in order to show off the lives of the wealthy and influential playing a vital role in installing belief in figures, such as Napoleon. Meanwhile, the Romantic Age shows a further emphasis on the individual, the nature and the celebration of imagination. While the imperfectionist movement focused on crafting saturated landscapes filled with stylized light and shadows, these are the types of artworks that begs the observer to walk into the piece, decipher its message, its message, and wonder for a long time. Art really had a major evolution. For example, the American natives used art in their day-to-day -day basis as if every animal hunted was used. They used every part of it to afford food, to clothing, to ways of survival. They made sure nothing went to waste. In the intervening period, Africa was including works of art in different ways, like masks and sculptures, and it slowly became part of their culture. They also used colors to mark a specific meanings as part of their lives. For example, blue as stability, green as fertility, orange as joy, red as danger, and it goes on. The African culture is still held very strong within the world today, which takes us to Japan, where art stayed a different course of previous era we talked about. Line work and use of color were very common to supply add flair to pieces, while art continues to be a natural part of the various societies and cultures across the world Thought of art itself were fragmented in Europe during the 19th and the early 20th century. To, conclu to conclude today's episode, we can agree that today, art has become more or less about style of an age or an era or society, but more about artists discovering and expressing their own style. So basically, art is a human nature, 
and the need to create is a part of being human which is as old as our spices and quite probably embedded in our DNA. Sadly to say, we reached the end of today's episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. Make sure you go check our page on IG at Artsy Rambles and drop a follow so you can be notified and be part of the backstage of making these episodes. There's also some works of art that I made myself. But it would mean the world to me, so make sure to go check it out. Thank you so much. Thank you for listening and have a good one. See you all next week.